receive this reading from Acts chapter 2, verses 38 to 47. Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ so that your sins may be forgiven and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. And he testified with many other arguments and exhorted them, saying, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. So those who welcomed his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 persons were added. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. Awe came upon everyone, because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all, as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their numbers those who were being saved. Receive what the Spirit is saying. Thanks be to God. I invite you now together with all of us in this space to pray together. God, your grace is amazing and sustains us and gives us what we need. For your grace with us now, help us receive what you have, that we might be encouraged, strengthened, and ready to continue to respond to your grace in our lives. I pray this in the power of Jesus' name. Amen. There are many things that we have to do in our lives, but creating the vision of God's preferred future, ex nihilo, that is, out of nothing, That is not on our to-do list. We do not have to create the vision. Our two passages today paint a fairly clear picture of God's preferred future, God's future with hope. And the picture looks like this. It's one in which God's people care for those who have need, who refrain from pointing the finger, or what I call playing the blame game. Those who refrain from speaking words that do harm. It's a future where people repent, that is, turn away from any behaviors that steal life or freedom, or dignity, or goods from any members of the human family 
who turn away from any behaviors that destroy this beautiful garden home that we've been given to tend. God's preferred future is also about sharing life in community, praying together, praising and worshiping God together, sharing the fruits of each one's labor so that all in the community and neighborhood thrive and have enough. God's future with hope is human community being good stewards of all that we've received, a community that's living and giving and serving and praying in ways that give meaning to individual lives, that bring hope and life to hurting siblings, that restore streets to peace, and repair broken structures so that those structures no longer allow harm. This way of life, shared with glad and generous hearts, inspires goodwill in the world. This is God's vision for the world, the hope-filled future that is revealed in Scripture. We don't have to make it up. It's there. And the question for us, then, is not how to create a vision for a future with hope, but rather, how can we do something today that moves us concretely toward the vision that God has already revealed? Last Sunday, I mentioned the stewardship talk between services that Pastor Ben had shared about our social justice ministries here at Foundry. And I encouraged you to reach out to Ben to hear more about it. Now, I know that that's hard to do. And today, I am going to to share some of these words uh, because Last week, over this last few days, as I've been praying over the texts that we've received today and the vision that is revealed in them, Ben's words came to mind and resonated in a powerful way. Among those words, he said this, we know that transformation of community or individual situations is not a solitary effort, but that better systems and spaces of liberation must be community efforts. Foundry, he said, plays a key role in an ecosystem of services around the district and the region to help move us all forward. An ecosystem, we are part of an ecosystem, a community working together. Today, with his permission, (laughs) I'm sharing many of Ben's words to highlight some of the ways that all of you, and I mean this literally, this is not they are doing this at Foundry, this is we are doing this as Foundry. Do you see the difference in that? This has been been knocking around my head 
in the last 24 hours it came to me. When some people talk about things, they say, well, they're doing this. I'm like, you are a member of Foundry. Who's they? You are part of this community, whether you're a professing member or not. We, we, as Foundry, are engaged in important work, and I want you to hear about some of it, claim it, be encouraged by it, celebrate it, and know that we are participating right now in God's vision for the world. So receive these words. 2022 has been a year of shifts and reconnection in our social justice ministries. Some of our ministries were able to adjust during the 2020 and 2021 to remain reliable partners and companions with our partner organizations. The Sandwich 1000 feeding ministry is one example. The team relied upon at-home sandwich-making kits during the quarantine, but is now back here in the building forming relationships like Emily testified to earlier and sharing life together as they prepare to feed hungry people. The same is true for our Christ House team, also back each first Saturday to prepare lunch for unhoused neighbors who are in medical recovery beds. And how great it was for our great green day of service this year to be back out in the community in person, in service with creation and with one another. The ID ministry, which I hope you have heard about, what many call Foundry's flagship direct service ministry, also shifted through the pandemic to meet outside on the plaza with guests who had lost their IDs. The team had to reduce the number of guests during this period, but they were there every Friday with rare exception, regardless of the weather. Perhaps you have seen photos of our ID ministry um, servant leaders on the plaza with layers and stocking caps and gloves, engaging with clients, with guests, with siblings who needed assistance. And I want us to understand the impact of this mission and ministry. Without basic IDs like birth certificates, government-issued ID, and that sort of identification, Persons cannot secure housing. They cannot get a job. They cannot get into school for themselves or get their children into school. It's a vital mission, which is now back in this space, so it's a little more comfortable year-round. And the ID ministry is building back to pre-pandemic levels of service. In 2019, Foundry worked with the highest number of guests ever, over 2,000 people. And to date this year, the ministry has recovered over 50% of that volume, having served around 1,200 guests so far this year. And the Saturday mission, ID mission, is also slowly being added in. Pastor Ben shared the story of a guest who reached out because they hadn't received their document, even though they had applied for it back in February. And Ben said, and I quote, When this happens, as it does all too often, 
our servant leaders gladly switch from assisting in the bureaucratic form filling out to engaging the guest as a rightfully angry, curious friend who will journey with them until it is finished, even if that means being on hold for hours at a time. You know how that is. You know that music? <laughs> Bless our volunteers. Ben says this, we don't have to take challenging cases, but we have been called to ministry and not a transaction. Foundry's commitment to staff ID ministry, a ministry role that Jackie Wright has, does with excellence, provides the support needed to increase the number of guests served and to follow through on some of the most difficult cases. Your gifts allow us to offer siblings who arrive at Foundry's doors feeling isolated and like there is no one on the other end because they have been on that phone with that music with no help on the other end of the line. And they show up here at Foundry at our doors and are met by a human being who's going to be a partner and a companion with them who will sit on the phone all that time until they get someone to answer and make sure that person gets what they need so that they can live. That's what this mission does. That's what you do through your support. The gifts that you share as part of the Foundry community enable us to stay engaged in real ways, even in long-term battles. Your energies over the decades through advocacy around chronic homelessness resulted in historic investments in housing voucher resources. We have lifted this up a number of times over the last few months because it's important, and I don't want any of us to miss this very significant win. In 2021, the D.C. Council allocated enough funds to house over 2,500 individuals. And while it may not feel like we're making as much progress toward that goal as we would like, as we look around the city and see little tent communities around us, the truth of the matter is, is that over 50% of the people experiencing homelessness are now matched with housing, which means they have vouchers. They can be placed. All, everything is done. They just need the place to go. And we simply are seeing a slow housing, getting these folks housed because there aren't enough safe um, and uh, well-maintained units for them to move into. Organizing for that is also part of our long-term work. As you know, advocating for affordable housing is one of our long-term projects. Early in 2021, Washington Interfaith Network, one of our partners of which we, uh, with which we share ministry, began developing plans for what is internally called BEF, uh, Black Equity Through Home Ownership. Uh, a kickoff event for that initiative was held in April of 2021. And in case you forgot, last Advent, part of our Advent appeal was directed toward this effort. As the idea was socialized, began to sort of be out and about in the world, members of the mayor's office got wind of the effort. And in March of this year, we made sure that they kept it on their radar screen as you helped us talk more about the Beth Initiative when Wynn turned out nearly 2,000 people 
130 of whom were Foundry folk, for a DC candidate forum. Here at Foundry, we shared this work, this idea, and this initiative through our Table Flip Sunday on Palm Sunday. And after all of this, Ben says this, quote, oddly, or predictably, on June 9th, 2022, the mayor's office announced a seemingly separate idea with the launch of the Black Home Ownership Strike Force about one week before the D.C. primary. (laughs) Prophetic ministry, Ben goes on to say, is never about getting credit. (laughs) It's always about pointing to a future with hope, that is, stopping the harm of today so that we have a better tomorrow. And he goes on to say, but I'm not going to ignore... We don't need credit, he says, but I'm not going to ignore the direct line connection and results of shared ministry. All of those partner organizations with whom we have been in, in, in the fight made that happen. You made that happen. Investments of ideas, of time, of energy, of funding literally help restore streets and houses to live in and move those in power to do what they can to be themselves repairers of broken, harmful systems that leave people unhoused or living in squalor. And over these past five years in particular, Foundry's been working alongside residents at Judiciary House, which is near Judiciary Square downtown. It's public housing for seniors and disabled individuals. And we've been in the fight to help keep folks living there in their homes in the face of redevelopment and badly needed renovations. And you may have seen in just these last couple of weeks the release of a scathing report detailing the conditions of D.C.'s public housing from HUD. This report is not news to anyone who's been involved in the work at Judiciary House or other parts of our housing uh, ministry and advocacy. You see, our energy and our resources have, for many years, been appropriately directed toward this issue, and it's coming to light now. And so the work and engagement and investment that we have made together is finally getting a little more attention as we keep putting pressure on those who have the power to make different kinds of choices. By the way, this is not work that's done at just a policy level. This is relational work. You only have to see Pastor Ben and members of our team engage with the residents at Judiciary House to know that they are in ministry and leadership together. This is transformative relationships making this work happen. Today, most of the words and information I've shared come directly from what I call the prophetic Book of Ben. And for those who attended his presentation last week, I hope you didn't mind receiving these stories and reflections again. It seems appropriate to end with Ben's prophetic clarity about where we are called next and a hopeful reminder of our participation in building God's future together. 
So here are these closing words from the book of Ben. Despite our wilderness wandering moments, when a report says that we in D.C. have 2,000 vacant units of public housing and 50% of our unhoused neighbors are matched but waiting for housing, the concrete direction and vision of our work in the short term to build a future with hope is pretty clear. We know what we need to do. We don't have to come up with the vision. God is giving it to us. It's there. Because of our ministry together, we sit on the edge of transformation for our community and in particular for many of the most vulnerable of our neighbors. It's your work, your gift, your faith journey that makes this type of thing happen, co-laboring with God for transformation. Beloveds, the vision is clear, and together we are living it. We're invited again to offer what we can, time, intellect, witness, prayer, gifts, to ensure a fight for a more hopeful future isn't lost amid the feelings of this moment. We can, in faith, trust these moments of hope and transformation will come soon. And we can take comfort that long after we have participated through this moment, our efforts will contribute to the full and final vision that God has always dreamed. May that be so. We get to be part of it. We are part of it. Thanks be to God.